0: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. One half of the $4.1 billion club. What you got for me,
2: Isaac Harris? <laughs> one half. Um, It's Oscar season. It Ooh. is. It just, the Oscars just happened, um, and it celebrates movies and all of that stuff. But I'm more interested in this in a show that you finally got on board with, and I'm so happy with it, guys. Nick is watching Game of Thrones. I'm on the deep end. I'm gonna dive in. I'll never I'm so, reach the ground. I'm so excited. There's so many times over the past couple of years we've been doing this pod uh, for. Uh, gosh, I don't know how many episodes we're we're into this. Um, but I used to. We're make over all these 400, trends. by the way we are we are uh we're pushing towards that 500 mark but uh man Ooh foreshadowing
0: foreshadowing speaking of uh, marks
2: <laughs> uh but yeah man i i've been so excited for uh, nick to finally uh dive into game of thrones so now i can make jokes and and all this stuff okay real quick you're eight episodes in <laughs> who's your favorite character in game of thrones so far
0: uh let's see i don't know i'm I'm liking khaleesi she just she just takes whatever situation is given her and she just like runs with it oh what
2: a solid answer (laughs) solid answer i'm I'm here for khaleesi (laughs) all right if if mark cuban could be in game of thrones which family would he be in oh my gosh i I mean we've we've already talked to
0: him so i don't have to face him with this answer but yes he would definitely be in house lannister (laughs) Would he be? A L- <laughs>
2: he would be a Lannister. He'd
0: definitely be a Lannister. <laughs> as far in as I am right now, for sure. Oh man! All right. Like Isaac said, like we've been talking about today on the podcast, joining us for the first time, long time reported friend of the show, Mark Cuban. We've had this long running joke on the podcast for the longest time that he uh, he listens and that he's a daily listener. We don't know if he is or not. But <laughs> you didn't ask him the question, which we should have asked him. Like we didn't put it in the podcast. <laughs> So, But today, Mark Cuban will actually join us. He's going to talk about the Porzingis deal. He's going to talk about the possible rebrand for the Mavericks. He's going to talk about J.J. Barea possibly getting his jersey retired. Uh, The high school players possibly getting into the NBA, lowering the draft age. That's a big topic in the NBA right now. He also went back and talked about the Luca trade. So let's hear from Mark Cuban. Let's get right into it. Isaac, do you want to preface this? Oh, by the way, this was before... This is before the Denver home game. So this is a couple of days ago that we recorded this. Um Isaac recorded it with him. And so he ma- he even mentions in the interview he says, "Hey, IT." He's actually talking, he's not talking to the IT guy. He's talking to Isaiah Thomas. So
2: Yes. Um, yes, it, yeah, this uh this podcast had been in the works for a while. Uh, Mark and I went back and forth on finding a right time to do it. It started in preseason, then they went to China and then uh this is he's obviously traveling and different stuff so uh we finally got it to work so there there is audio of basketballs bouncing in the background uh this is just us posted up on the scores table chatting it up and uh yeah it was fun it was natural and uh he's fun to uh talk to about Mavs basketball
0: there you go guys hope you enjoy this interview with Mark Cuban the owner of by the way, I should mention that for anybody listening, maybe from another country that doesn't know. The owner of the Dallas Mavericks, host of Shark Tank, billionaire investor, all that stuff. All the stuff that Tony Stark is without the, the suit. So, guys, hope you enjoy this from Mark Cuban.
2: So, you're shooting before games. This is something you did for how long? Since I bought the team. Since you bought the team. What's, who's the current Mav now that you think you could beat in that three-point
1: shoot? I'm not going to go there, but there's more than one. You think you can Salah? Yeah, there's, there, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but yeah, and I have, I have, there's guys who still owe me money. Yeah. As you get older, my, my legs aren't there. So by the time I'm loose, I'm tired. <laughs> but you saw me. I can make a few. Oh, yeah. 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 You're draining them. Um, how have these past month been you? Past few weeks been for you, just emotions wise with the trades? It's, it's just been, been, I mean, it's just been intense. Trade deadline's always intense. and... You just never know what's going to present itself. There's there's every trade deadline, there's, you know, three great deals you think you're going to pull off that one by one fall off the board for whatever reasons. And in this particular case, it's one we didn't really expect, and, and it happened. How, the Porzingis thing, how fast did it happen? It was, they basically, you know, typically in the NBA, they'll say, like, for 20 years, people have ever said, well, if you ever decide to break it up and move dirt, you call us, we yeah. always say no, right? And, you know, like every other team, we're probably like, if you ever decide to move KP, just let us know. No, this time they called and said, "This is the deal. Take it or leave it." We said yes.
2: Didn't let him off the phone.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Made it happen. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie. Yeah. With uh, with Porzingis' injury, is there any update on that? Is There's it, nothing. Yeah, we're not pushing him. He's got all summer to yeah. figure that out. Is it past medical at this point? Is it just like? I, a, I don't even know. I haven't even yeah. checked because I don't even want to get that in my head. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, it's it's just not you know, something to even consider. It's like, is Sean Marion coming back? Well, I haven't checked. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah but it, it has to be exciting to see him. Yeah, you know, in practice shooting. Yeah, in practice to yesterday. Oh my God. Seeing how he's moving, just imagining him and Luca together. Yeah,
1: no question. And he's got to put us all right, CIT. And he's got to put on some weight, obviously, so, yeah. you know, um, there's still a lot of work to do. But yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. Yeah. So,
2: this topic among fans, and if you can't talk about it, no big deal. Um, this
1: idea of a rebrand, of new colors, yeah. new logo. There's when, like 30 when... people on Twitter that care about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, it's, look, I'm not going to do anything while Dirk's still here, first of all. Um, and second of all, it's not anything I'm in a rush to do at all. Okay. You know, no matter what you do, someone says, that's the worst thing ever, yeah. right? Get a real designer. Like when we did this City Dish a couple years ago and we had the contest, we're like, this is cool. And then, you know, a bunch of people, yeah, this is great. And then half the people, oh, no, it sucks. Cause it wasn't their design, right? Yeah. It wasn't what they picked That's just the way it goes for any of that stuff. If anything creative, everybody else always thinks their shit's better. And what, what's, the,
2: what's the rule with the retro, the green? Um, there's a rule behind that. You can only do it at anniversary probably, years. Is. Okay, okay, it is. okay. No idea. Okay. I don't pay um, attention.
1: I got enough shit to pay attention. <laughs> you,
2: got, you got that right. Um, so over these last 25 games uh-huh. with Dirk, it might be it. Might. Um, how are these last, what, 12 home games left? How is this going to be for the city, for the arena? I
1: mean, every game is going to make people realize how much closer we are to seeing Dirk for the last time. And I think everybody's going to be real emotional. I know I will. Um and we want to see him pass Will Chamberlain. Yeah, you know I think he's 112 points behind. So, you know five he can points. Do that, a, yeah, of course. Yeah, five points a game. He can handle that as long as he stays healthy. Um, so I think everybody's just gonna, you know, they'll, they'll be excited. They'll be nostalgic seeing him and Luca together. I mean, it's just there's a lot to look forward to. How do you think he's handling it? He's up and down. You know, he one minute he's like I'm ready. The next minute it's like oh like all-star knocking those three yeah he's like I got this what right? a crazy moment oh man it was I awesome I thought you were you were really right close yeah right behind him yeah. yeah I was going nuts um and so yeah it was just like okay um but you know it's like anybody when you retire at anything you know you have mixed emotions it does make it easy and I think fans will be the same way how special will that um do we have anything special planned for oh, a yeah. bunch of cool stuff oh yeah how how fast could we see a statue? Um, that's super fast. It's something obviously we're working on, but I want him to be finished first, and then we can talk about what he wants. Yeah, I mean, I have a good idea what he's going to want, but there's no reason to rush it. Yeah, you know, you want to, because if it's just all of a sudden, I want him to have a reason to come back and be excited and something to look forward to. Right, like these little moments and everything.
2: And roles do you envision him in the in the future in the franchise? Whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to do.
1: Yeah, whatever he wants to do, other than cook and babysit. <laughs>
2: Um, with, as far as honoring him, continuing with that, with, with J.J., could, uh-huh. whenever J.J. decides to hang it up, I, I've been very vocal. I think he could get his jersey, retired you
1: No, know, I, I want retired jerseys to be rare. Mm. You know, I want them to be very rare. Maybe we'll do a ring of honor type thing, yeah. you know. Um, but I, it's not something I have even thought about right now. I mean, J.J., Jet guys who've been here, that were here eight, ten 10 years, Finley. yeah, Finn, yeah. Um, that were here and had a big, you know, Mark McGuire, um, those types of guys, you got to give consideration, it's just, what are we going to do, you know, and I yeah. haven't given a lot of thought. With the whole, I know you talked about a little
2: bit ago, high school, college thing, uh-huh. that's obviously a, a topic. Done and done? Yeah, yeah, none and done, What, what is your stands on it. should players should we go back to
1: the high school I'm not a huge fan at all okay simply because life skills are difficult and it's hard enough to become a pro at any business and when you've been in a position like a lot of athletes have where they have everything taken care of for them it's just different and every guy's different I don't want to you know generalize too much but um, there's just adjustment and you'd like to see somebody having gone through the adjustment of going to college for at least one semester, yeah, you know? Um, and even that isn't all that, you know, it doesn't help them all that much, but at least it helps them some. They've been away from home.
2: Yeah, do you think Zion will change any of that? I have no
1: idea, yeah. I have no idea. I mean, look, um, there's a lot of guys that teams have um, tanked the season for, yeah. that did turn out to be all that. Yeah. So you just never know.
2: Never know. With that Luka trade and giving up next year's pick how that was a no-brainer right and how did that Luca going back I was listening to some audio of draft night and what we were saying that night how did that whole thing unfold that day on draft we've been
1: talking to him a lot and it really came down to you know what was Sacramento going to do yeah. after Phoenix and did we offer the same thing to Sacramento um they weren't they said they weren't training no matter what okay were they fans of Luca? We didn't talk to him about that. We assumed so because of Latte. Yeah. But um, we didn't talk to him about it. And so it really came down to who they were going to draft. And once they drafted Bagley, then um, we got into conversations with Atlanta. Atlanta told us what they wanted. And we went back and forth a couple times and um, got to a deal. So we
2: were kind of uncertain until they took Bagley.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then we all rejoiced. and oh,
1: uh, well, we didn't know, right? Not everybody yeah, yeah. rejoiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> You don't know until you know and Brunson at 33 that that was that was, was we a bigger talking.
1: conversation um there was a lot of different people on the board we didn't know you know Yogi coming back or not coming back um but our guys the scouts just like you know what championship pedigree up and down you don't you don't pass that up yeah and so um we made the move and it's turned out well building the team around Luka what's next shooters bigs everything just you know yeah we'll find out you know it's, you can you can want all you want but it comes down to what can you get
2: and a lot of people like to throw up past free agency summers what makes this one coming up different
1: well I think you know after we won the championship and broke things up there was a lockout and that made it difficult because we were old team coming out of a lockout mm. <laughs> and so you know then that summer it was like, okay, these guys are old, and we didn't get any younger after that. And, you know, we were competitive, but not enough to be an attraction. Right? Yeah. I mean, we just had an older team. And, you know, so, you know, we didn't get the free agents we wanted, and, you know, we took the path we took, and, and, you know, got us here. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it works for all teams. If there was a template that made it easy, everybody would do it. You think Luka will be an attraction for? I think guys are going to want to pivot, just like Jokic here for Denver, right? Guys yeah. would like to play with him because he passes the ball. Luca is a pass first, have fun second. Yeah. You know, make it all fun. You like his people. smile? This, oh, you of smile course. Said, look, you're playing pickup, you want to play with guys who are having fun. Yeah. Especially when they make it more fun for you, and you know you've got to keep your head up and watch the ball. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's exciting. Yeah, I think I think we'll be in good shape. Luca nickname. What is it? Oh, my God. I, you know, I call him LD, right? Shithead. Um, <laughs> no can dance. <laughs> no can dance. What did you think of the videos at All-Star Weekend? Oh,
0: they were great. Yeah, they were, they were great. great. They was did it? a great job, yeah. Yeah, the read my lips thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Mark Cuban. Let's. Uh, so we're going to unpack all of this throughout the rest of this show. The first thing you brought up was how many... How many players he could beat on the Mavericks? He could beat in a three-point shooting contest
2: he because said, he just he just finished his. He, he does this a lot, and you know he obviously said it in in our uh, our chat there. And it's weirdly edited at the very beginning because there was also some there's some obvious small talk at the beginning, and then there's some small talk at the end that doesn't need to be on the pod, you know. And uh, but he just finished up his uh, his shooting routine that he he has done ever since he he owned the team, and um, yeah, so that. That's what kind of let him. He does, man. And and he can light it up. Like, he, you know, he gets out there and he gets a ton of shots in. So that's why I asked the question because I was thinking about it.
0: Uh, He said that those guys still owe me money and that there's several on the team that he could beat. Now, going through the roster, the Mavericks roster right now, I don't think there's anybody on the roster besides maybe Salah. And even Salah, I'm not sure, that he could beat in a (laughs) three-point contest. So the guys that owe him money, I went back to I? uh, Dwight in practice, though we have we have been on this, we have been on this over and over. Dwight in practice is lights out, one of the best three point shooters in the entire world. And then once he steps on the court, he just cannot hit the broadside of the Canadian flag.
2: <laughs> He's gotten better. He's gotten better.
0: How much better? From from nineteen percent from eighteen percent.
2: I don't know. I'm not going to dive down that Dwight Powell.
0: So who train. are the guys we think that owe him money? Maybe Salah. I'm thinking DeAndre. Ooh. I'm thinking DeAndre.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Sam Dallenbear?
0: Oh, you're going that far back. Well, I guess, yeah, it's his entire tenure.
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, I was thinking maybe Nerlens. But that's a lot of players. Do we think Nerlens? <laughs> <laughs> Nerlens. That's a lot of players, though. Rondo? And oh. so
0: you are talking about it with him, and it, it's really hard to – remember that he is 60 like he did just turn 60 years old yeah he
2: don't look 60 at all though
0: he's as old as some of your parents that are listening some of some of you that are listening <laughs> he's as old <laughs> we do have 60 year olds listening shout out to all of you guys and uh he's old as some people's grandparents i mean that's just wild
2: yeah it is crazy to, to think i mean he just he doesn't look like it at all and we know that people watch him on tv a shark tank and stuff and i'd sent my uh, i sent my mom a picture, um, or shout out to Nick, uh, that took the picture there. Um yeah, not me. <laughs> shout out to photographer Nick, uh, there on the court. And he, he took that picture of Cuban and I, that I, I po- post on my Twitter. And I sent it to my mom, uh, that night and she wrote back and I just watched him on Shark Tank. This is so cool. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think she cares about the basketball side, yeah, right. but, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he's 60, but yeah, I don't know. I think I would put money on him against Salah he wouldn't he just wouldn't he wouldn't uh he wouldn't admit that though.
0: Solo's the other night did not look good. It went in that first time he attempted it, but um man. All right, we'll get into we'll get into Solo's shooting threes cuz there was a point that all things Mavs brought up on Twitter that I wanted to bring up, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so he talked about the Porzingis deal. And he said this, which I thought was very fascinating. He said for 20 years people say, "Hey, if you ever decide to do blank, if you ever decide to and he mentioned a couple of things, and two things I think that he mentioned actually may have happened. He said, "For twenty years, people say if you ever decide to blow it up and trade Dirk, I feel. How many times do you think that has happened with other teams trying to get Dirk from the Mavericks over the years?"
2: For for twenty-one years, there's probably been like a single GM or a single. Well, actually, there's. I don't even really know if there's a GM. Uh, there's been probably been an owner that has made their uh, their annual call. Uh, hey, Mark, uh, just getting on the phone. Uh, hey, uh. <laughs> hey, Mark. I, I know this has been. Uh, this uh, 20 years of this. Danny uh, Ainge getting on the phone. Just checking in about Dirk again, you know, 20 times now.
0: But he also mentioned that, you know, they kept saying to the Knicks, if you ever decide to, to get rid of KP or if you ever decide to trade Porzingis, you know, call us up. And this has been in the works for, for years. I mean, years they had been poking and prodding this and trying to figure out when it was going to happen. And it just ended up uh, this was the the right time to make a Porzingis deal. And so – there wasn't really much more to the Borzingas deal than that. Just you know, stuff that we've already heard that it came over pretty quick. And I loved your comment that you didn't let him get off the phone. <laughs> <That you laughs> well, he, let said, the he just get off the phone.
2: <laughs> yeah, because well, he just said you know they had called and made made the offer, and he said you know we just couldn't pass it up, and we, we made it happen. And he you know he gave Donnie the credit there, and Donnie made it happen. So yeah, that's why I was joking. I was like yeah, they just didn't let him hang him up the phone.
0: He also gave so some, somewhat of an update on Kristaps Borzingis. Um, Said that he's not really getting into his injury stuff, which I don't expect the owner to get into all that injury stuff. Uh, Maybe Mark Cuban is an owner to get into the injury stuff as far as Porzingis and where he is as far as his progression towards getting back on the court.
2: Hey, it didn't hurt asking though.
0: It's true. No, definitely true. But he also mentioned he has to put some weight on, obviously. That was was an interesting comment to me.
2: Yeah, you know, he was very – obviously he was very adamant that, you know, him playing this year is just not even a question. There are still fans that you know on Twitter and you know, hopeful fans. I mean it's it's part of it. And that's why we joked about it. you saw us laughing about it and we're joking about it. it's like it's so fun to see him in this Mavs gear, see him at practice and getting up shots and you just start envisioning what can what could be with him and Luca and Poor Zingis. Not not Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's not <laughs> yes. sitting
0: up he's not pulling a Tony Romo and getting
2: out of no, no not Tony Romo. <laughs> um <laughs> that should be a, a ten day we should bring up but Romo uh, I am just kidding. It should be Um, at one
0: Cowboy every year. Can we get Dak? (laughs) Let's get Dak. No. No, can we get Tyron Smith? I feel like he might actually help. He could set some picks, man.
2: Yeah. Because Dak would have to actually throw an accurate pass. Oh! Oh! with uh with but with Porzingis, he was very adamant that he's just not playing you know and he even he brought up Sean Murray it's like equivalent to Sean Murray Is Sean Murray can play you know so it's, oh, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah and he, he he made that point clear but yeah when he said you know he's got he's got all summer to do this and he's got to put on weight and uh yeah I mean you wonder what type of um body transformation that Porzingis could go through you know how much weight can he put on for his size, being seven three? Um, at that size, how much weight do you want to put on, right. but still maintain your uh, what makes you Porzingis for, for the most part?
0: Yeah, and for his ability too, his agility and his, his sort of his is not necessarily s- like straight line speed, but his speed as a guy that size is something that that really helps him. And I wonder if the weight comment he has to put on weight is putting weight back on because. You wonder how much he was able to you know lift and do things and work out while he was dealing with this injury and while he was recovering from the ACL. So the Borzingis thing I thought was, was kind of interesting, so we'll, we'll talk about more we'll talk more about that as the time goes on. But oh boy, for the 30 people on Twitter that care about this topic.
2: <laughs> I knew as soon as he said that, okay,
1: so the, I,
0: I, I. <laughs> the Mavericks are not going to do a rebrand, at least while Dirk is still here. So, nothing yes. for the rest of the season, which obviously the rest of the season. <laughs> and we've been joking around. Okay, here's another thing. We keep saying, and you even mentioned it in the interview, you know, this is probably Dirk's last season maybe. And, you know, we're all still kind of I said mine. I said mine, My said my, I, no, 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 my. We're my. all dancing around this topic. And I've seen some people on Twitter and other places say, guys, he's, he's retiring. Why are we all still dancing around the issue? This is not a thing anymore. Dirk is retiring. Why can't we just say it? We're we're not saying it as a courtesy to him. He hasn't said it yet. As soon as he says it, then we'll say it. We'll all be like, okay, this is his last season. He's retiring. But it's a courtesy to him. It's giving him the you know, the courtesy of going out the way he wants to go out.
2: Yeah, and you know, that that's why I didn't ask a direct question about that, because I do want that to be Dirk. Um, you know, with Cuban went on the radio station with um, uh, Ben and Skin a few weeks ago, and I think he was more direct about it. And I didn't want to be direct about it because I do want that to be Dirk's thing. But I I did want to ask you know that's why I was very um very pointed, cl- yeah pointed about saying might you know if he might you know this might be it for him and if it is um what what is what are these last twenty five games gonna look like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and all that stuff so yeah,
0: we'll, we'll get into that part but as long as Dirk is here so for the rest of this year for sure and then possibly next year whatever we'll you know. We'll talk about this, the semantics later, but no re- rebrand for a while, and he's not a rush. He's not in a rush to do it, so it's not probably not going to come next year. There's nothing. It doesn't seem like there's anything in the works as far as rebrand, as far as new logo, new jerseys, new colors, new anything like that.
2: Yeah. So I obviously asked this question because, like um, a lot of the topics we talk about on this podcast, you are locked on Mavericks. You hear from us every single day. We talk about the Mavericks. We talk about the five or more days the, a week. Do this podcast. <laughs> yes uh sometimes seven days a week we do this podcast and shout out to the dashes w- w- we we talk about a lot of the main topics that fans are talking about and one of the biggest things this uh, this whole year uh really even some into last year were fans talking about this rebrand and will they uh do a new logo and new colors or maybe a new court and all this stuff and it's really been a, a topic over the past like few months and people on twitter different designers have have put out their their work on twitter
0: lots of them and even our on uh, on our site maps moneyball jordan brodus put out a whole article saying how why the mavericks should go into this rebrand and talking all about the rebrand and giving some suggestions and things like that so it's, it's been it's a topic that's been around which is why you asked it uh, it's more than 30 people on twitter i think <laughs> i think more than 30 people care about a rebrand. brand this is something that the you know the fan base has wanted for a little while but it's not happening and also shout out to you It's not happening for a while. And shout out to you for knowing a rule that Cuban had no idea about.
2: Yeah, well, then he, it, it, it made me question it <laughs> uh, too because uh, I was wanting him to, like clarify, but now I, like question it. But yeah, there there's a there's a rule about around uh, jerseys and stuff of, of bringing back these retro looks and retro colors in, in anniversary years. So I was wanting him to expand on it, but obviously he probably just forgot about it or um, hadn't really dove into all that stuff yet. So I think at some point we could see some things uh, touched up or maybe some new th- things, but uh, Q. Cuban, uh, for the update on the rebrand type of thing, Cuban made it very clear, and this is how I kind of picture it, that they are just completing this chapter of the franchise with Dirk. And I think once Dirk decides to hang it up, whether it's at the end of the season, then you start to revisit not only a rebrand, but a bunch of different things. Because it's a whole new, new phase and chapter of the entire franchise. Once Dirk, we send Dirk off the right way.
0: Yeah, and this goes into something he talked about with Dirk, and so I wanted to get into that. So let's take a quick break and when we come back, let's talk about that how this whole rebrand idea, this moving on from this chapter with Dirk with with the Mavericks, you know, jerseys and all that stuff, how what that has to do with Dirk, you know, in the future. All right, Isaac. So you talked about Dirk, you asked about the statue, which is definitely a question that's going to be asked, you know, <laughs> from now on for, to forever. Uh, I and-
2: haven't heard anybody ask him that yet, so I was like, "Oh, let me ask him."
0: And Cuban mentioned that he wants Dirk to have something to come back and be excited for. Mm. And we we in the media, we in you know, in the fan base, we want all these things to happen all at once. We want all the trades to happen all at once, you know, all the drafting to happen all at once. We want all the pieces to come into place to have the product. Boom. We can we can just take it and consume it and be there and blah, blah, blah. We want to binge the whole season. I want to binge all of Game of Thrones all at once, which is what I'm doing right now. But with Cuban, he has to think long term too. You know, like the Luca and Borzingas combo is gonna be exciting, it's gonna be awesome. However, you're gonna still have some of these moments with Dirk and you can string them along a little longer and use these things to, you know, bring back Dirk and honor him a little bit more. Instead of doing all of it all at once, like what if they Retired his Jersey did a statue you know did all this did a rebrand all this stuff and like a rebrand with Dirk as part of the logo or something crazy like that did all this this stuff to honor him on his last game you know what if they just did all that got it all out of the way and then boom it was just done and they honored him all at once instead what I feel like Cuban wants to do and I feel like this is good business is to to spread these out to bring him back for different things and bring Dirk back to honor him with the statue with the Jersey retirement with the you know, whatever they end up doing, the new rebrand maybe have Jer- have Dirk when he's fifty have the new jersey on. You know, see Dirk in the new jersey. Wouldn't that be just an awesome thing? And so, uh, I-, I totally understand where he's coming from in that aspect.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you, you think about you know, even when I asked him, I said, you know, what was it, what will Dirk's role be moving forward? And he said, hey, whatever he wants to be. You know, whatever he wants to do in the franchise. And that's been out there. He's talked about that before, but the idea of um, bringing it back and spreading these things out. I mean, think about if this is it this year for Dirk, think about next year and it would be a cool moment. You know, if if the Mavericks really have turned it around and are, they're a playoff fighting team and Porzingis and Luke are killing all this stuff and then you have a Dirk jersey retirement and it's just this like symbolism. You know this is how Dirk wants it to be and he said for so long he never wanted to leave the franchise kind of empty-handed and now... I mean, this is arguably the most excited the fan base has been for a season to start. And this season's not even over for next (laughs) season to start. I mean, we get tweets about it all the time for people. And uh, it's just, it's kind of crazy where the franchise is at. But yeah, yeah, spread it out. And I I like what, you know, Cuban said about bringing him back and honoring him and all that. Definitely.
0: Um, Speaking of honors, (laughs) you asked about J.J. Barea. And this is something we've been on for a while Um, You've been a little bit more stark about it. have been more staunch about it than I have. As far as you think that J.J. Bray's jersey will be retired from the Mavericks. And Cuban really pushed, not necessarily pushed back on it, but he said that he wants it to be, he wants retired jerseys to be rare. And so maybe he just hasn't thought about it. Holy yeah, city. so,
2: so I, yeah, I made that point to him that you know it's just and that was was really a question off the top of my head. I didn't really have that question down, and uh, so I just went with it. And I even you know obviously share my opinion. It's just something on it that and, you
0: personally wanted to know.
2: I know because <laughs> I've been such a proponent of this that JJ Barrett should have his number in the rafters, and uh yeah, and, you know he. <sighs> I think he, he tried to do it in the respectful way of, I just want these to be rare. You know, I was trying to explain then he just kind of, you know, he's like, I, I want this to be rare and start talking about the whole thing. But yeah. And he mentioned, you know, they could have a ring of honor and that's something that Mavericks obviously don't have now, uh, but something that they could be thinking about because they might be setting back. And if Cuban does have this, Hey, I want these numbers to be super rare and, um, How are uh, how are other ways that we can honor a bunch of these air quote fringe guys the Beres the Jets like he was talking about these guys Mark Aguirre and where yeah Sean Marion these guys how can we honor these guys but still hold back I just don't want it to be viewed as something like oh we're fighting we're you're coming to the Ring of Honor but you're not good enough to be in the Raptors you know (laughs) Uh, but no I I like the two I like the uh, just this uh, is this is my
0: thing. Let's just make the Dirk statue in the middle, and then, however important you were to the franchise, you make a smaller statue. So we get yeah, but
2: that, at some point, then you get it looks like some shrine or something.: It would
0: or... look like you, you make it just it is a shrine. What, is, what else is a statue except for a shrine? Just have okay, all okay. the other statues smaller around him. So you have like a you know, a, a toddler sized J.T. Berea just just right next to Dirk you have you know a tyson Total chandler size. that's the size of like a dollar bill and you just put it like right uh, there. I mean oh, okay
2: okay let's just be real about this are we going to be surprised about dirk's statue if it's anything other than in the middle uh there at the front of uh, victory park right beside the arena and it is him doing the the one foot fadeaway like when is the lease it- up <laughs> can they move the statue
0: when is <laughs> <laughs> yeah because if you put it there and that's it then they have to knock it all over to finish the
2: <laughs> but i mean that's like i mean i should they can't that be screw that the, up the statue spot, is forever
0: yeah. you can't screw it up
2: yeah anyway let's keep going
0: yeah that's it um unless it's they could do the the finger roll on chris bosh
2: Ooh, bosh is on the statue <laughs>
0: But he's faceless. So you, just, you can't see. it. There's no features on his face. He's just like or flat.
2: It's, it's it's the picture of him like uh, fist pumping over Wade and Wade's laying on the ground. <laughs> I would absolutely. Or putting love up that.
0: the threes. He could be putting up the threes.
2: Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Something like that. It has to be the one foot. It has absolutely. to be the fight. Away,
0: absolutely. Though. We're just we're just spitballing other options. Yeah. So it's not something. JJ Bray's jersey being retired is not something he's really thought about yet. Um, the high school players being included in the draft and with the NBA proposing this idea of lowering the draft age. Cuban pushed back on that and said that he's not really a fan of it. And the first thing he mentioned was um, players needing life skills, that life skills are hard to come by. And how much how much life skill are you getting going to college for six months? That's what I want to know. It's one, one thing that I want to know because a lot of these kids are going – And they're not even going to their second semester. They're just playing basketball as soon as they're out of the tournament, or as soon as they're even out before the tournament. They're just done, and they're going to, you know, I I guess the year out of the year out of high school, you do really grow as a person. I I get that, but how much is I think there's
2: a well, I think there's a lot of growing too of just outside of college, but just moving away from home. I think you know some of these guys. You know, or most of us, you, we, we graduate and we go to college. And um, there's a lot of learning that takes place in that first year of college outside of the classroom. And You can do uh, a lot so of yeah. learning
0: in the G League.
2: Yeah, no, no, for sure. I I understand both sides of this argument. I I understand exactly where Cuban's coming from because I do like the maturity aspect of it of you getting that I See, I, I almost lean towards if you go to college you should be you should have to go to like 2 years and uh, if not, you, you know, you can come out of high school, but if you go, kind of like a football thing of you go you, <laughs> you just play, don't want to
0: see Nasir little leave UNC before his time. Okay. Before he blows up. Shh, shh, shh. I also don't, don't understand I also don't understand his whole thing was remember when he talked about the mixtapes and and uh and stuff like that with 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 players he just got done talking about how in Slovenia he wishes that all you know basketball players could go to these academies like in Slovenia where they they grow up he just had a player that that went straight to the pros when he was 13 <laughs> right they just went straight there and he turned out great I mean he turned out awesome why wouldn't it be the same with like American players going going straight to the pros at 18, right? Um yeah, I they're obvious, I they're so. obviously different things, but
2: yeah, different things. And you know, for somebody like Cuban, he's probably speaking from experience, you know, he he's been in the league so long uh, that he experienced that that wave of when the high schoolers could come out and see, seeing these guys uh, come out, either not get drafted, or they flamed out super quick, or uh, he, he might know some people that he's heard some very personal stories about just how immature some of these guys come in. So, I mean, Tyson yeah, Tyson I mean, was one of them. Yeah, yeah, and so he he mentioned that, and he you know, there's obviously stuff behind that why he said that, but I, I understand both sides of that whole high school college argument for sure.
0: It's very, it's way more complicated than we can even get into. It's very case by case.
2: Yeah, That's he right. uh, read Brad Townsend's piece from Dallas Morning News. He talked to Brad a lot about that um, in, in Brad's piece, and uh, Brad did an excellent job about it.
0: Let's rapid fire through the rest of these. Um, we talked about the you talked about the Luca trade with him, and you <laughs> asked, and you asked him about Sacramento, and he said that Sacramento wasn't trading out of their position no matter what
2: yeah i thought it was really interesting um if dallas had um offered the same trade to the kings and uh, if what and it seems like they it, did yeah it, it just it it, it kind of tells how the kings were setting if if they just didn't want to trade the pick or were they just dead set on Bagley? And it looked like they were just dead set on Bagley uh, if they wouldn't even considering a type of trade like that for Dallas. So yeah, it was, it was interesting to hear that they'd been talking with you know Atlanta and stuff like that, but they were just waiting uh, to uh, for to see who Sacramento would, would get. And obviously they picked Bagley and man, they made it happen.
0: And Dallas didn't really know what Sacramento was going to do. As far as what Cuban said, they're, you, yeah. I mean, you're kind of at their mercy. If they took Luca, the whole plan would have just been out the window.
2: For sure. And, and that's why I, that's when I, I joked with him or I asked him, I said, you know, uh, Does Sacramento like Luca? Like, did they even like him? <laughs> and, uh, and he said that they, you know, they assumed so because of Vladdy and they, they assumed Vladdy liked Luca. And, uh, obviously, uh, Sacramento didn't like him enough.
0: I think that's a stereotype. <laughs> European GM would like a European player. <laughs> also, on uh, Woj's pod, the Atlanta Hawks GM, Travis Schlank came on, and he mentioned that if the Hawks would have just stayed at three, if a tr- if the trade didn't open up with the Mavericks, if they didn't find the right trade partner or the right trade package, they would have just stayed and taken Luka at number three.
2: Yeah, I don't understand why you say that if you're the GM of the Hawks. I don't, understand that, just-
0: I don't understand that either, but it just it's more interesting for this whole storyline. I mean, and he didn't walk it back at all either.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess it helps you with the public perception, but it doesn't help you with your locker room and Trey. That I mean, you should have just came out and said, "Yeah, we would have took Trey Young either way." I mean, what what's it hurt? You know,
0: <laughs> it helps his like, job later when Luca is outperforming and winning rookie. Oh, of the for sure, doing all that stuff, <laughs> and he's the next Draymond where everybody, or the next Giannis or Draymond, where people are like, "Oh, you know, I was gonna take that guy. I was gonna take him."
2: That's true, yes. I said on this podcast in
0: 2019, February 2019, (laughs) in their rookie year, I said on Woj's podcast, our overlord Woj, I said that I would have taken Luka.
2: If we didn't get a deal, we just could not pass up.
0: That is, This is not how Travis Schlank talks, by the way. (laughs) Not even close. Uh, He mentioned with, with drafting Brunson that they didn't know if Yogi was coming back. That was, oh, yeah. that was apparently a big deal with the Brunson
2: situation. Yeah, Speaking of Kings, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he talking about the Brunson thing and how it was more of a discussion and looking at different players across the board. and uh, Yeah, I don't want to dive into that. But Not too much. That, yeah.
0: He mentioned again building a team around Luka. The next thing that they're looking at is shooters, bigs, and everything. Hmm. That's all-encompassing. <laughs> no point guards. It continues on, uh, well, no. shooters. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, your, it that's your point yeah, guard yeah. Yes. But that continues our idea of we need to find the right big to pair with Porzingis. We're not sure if Maxi is going to be it or if you need to find another rim-rolling guy, something like that. And then uh, talking about 2000 free, 2019 free agency, and he talks about how Luka is going to be a guy that people want to play with, that his fun and his antics and just his – you know, joy on the court is going to be something that guys want to come and play with. And I think that's true because remember the Warriors? The Warriors in 2015 or something like that? I don't know who mentioned it. I think it was actually Travis Schlank on his podcast. Travis Schlenk was part of the, the Warriors' whole – he was part of, their, part of their front office when they were building up this whole core of Curry, Thompson, and Draymond. And he said that seeing those guys and how Curry and Thompson had so much fun on the court playing basketball made Andre Iguodala want to come and play with them. And that's the type of players the Mavericks need to attract now, is the Andre Iguodala types. Those veterans out there, maybe it's a Drew Holiday. It's sort of in the same situation as Andre Iguodala was. An all-star at one mm. point was, at, was you know cast off on another team that had a superstar that got traded. Oh, man. Oh, man. The Drew Holiday-Andre Iguodala comparisons are, they're, they're, there's something there for sure. Carmelo, Anthony Davis, then Drew Holiday comes, the Mavericks, then they win a title. Oh, man. He wins Finals MVP, but he he didn't really deserve it. Oh man, um, I like we found something here.
2: I like uh, I like how you compared him Started to to, Yo- to Jokic, yes, and that they're both these pass first guys that uh, guys that um, love playing with. And Except they don't have obviously, any cap. <laughs> yeah, and obviously <laughs> we can't Denver. we don't we don't know uh, we haven't seen a proof of you know they drafted you know uh, really well so. It's not like uh, we can look at Denver and say, "Oh, look at these big time free agents they brought in because of Jokic." Uh, But that concept of (laughs) uh, that—he's not big, sorry. (laughs) No, Uh, that concept though of this past first uh, superstar that that, that... it's been (laughs) (laughs) uh, mentioned—that's super fun. And yeah, it's completely different now heading to this offseason.
0: Last thing: Luca's nickname
2: i had to throw that in there didn't
0: i <laughs> he calls him ld he calls him shithead he calls him no can dance
2: <laughs> nothing about the matador
0: nope the matador is dead it's dead harp doesn't even call it him that anymore it's dead all right we can, killed can we, i think can I, think, I was gonna say
2: can we take ownership of yeah, that I think this
0: podcast i think we killed the matador
2: because we were never
0: fans of this. the
2: matador <laughs> uh we were never fans of this nickname i'll take ld over the matador ld is uh, so bad though <laughs>
0: it'll always make you think I'll... of Ladania tomlinson for some reason i don't know why
2: that's true that's true oh man that's super funny
0: all right there you go that's the mark cuban interview we uh we got him not the great white whale but definitely definitely a whale <laughs>
2: No, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, thanks to him, and it, it was cool that uh, he agreed to come on the pod and say a few things, and uh, I guess he's going on Dan Gilbert's uh, pod uh, coming up. Well, he's already been, because they have, they he's have been video all, yeah. footage. He was they also wearing a...
0: more sleeves when he was on our podcast than Dan Gilbert's
2: podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> <Two> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a shout out to Cuban uh, for coming on the pod talking about all that. And uh, who knows? This might be the, the first of many times that he comes on Lockdown Maps.
0: Hey, Cuban, if you're looking for a reoccurring segment, boom, right here, On Maps. <laughs> there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to On Maps. Again, like Isaac said, we are here every single day, five days a week during the season, five days a week during draft, five days a week during free agency, all the way through Summer League till August. We will be here five days a week. Talking about that, maybe we'll go down to three during August. Uh, maybe we'll come up with a new series. We've done series in the past, big what-ifs. We've done finals flashbacks. We've done other kinds of things where we go through and have series in the summer. So stick with us through the summer, through into training camp, through into next year, the Kristaps Porzingis-Luka Doncic pairing is is what it's all about. And we've been here. We, we've been here. We've been doing this for almost two years. And so uh, subscribe if you haven't on uh Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Overcast, Podcast Attic, all the places. And, uh, yeah, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.